Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 79 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Birchall. And I'm Chris Byrne. As always, it's meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts and what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views. You can now support us and get hold of some of our goodies at the same time. Just go to thecampingcrew.ie to see what's available. Or alternatively, if you can afford it, you can buy us a coffee by logging on to ko-fi.com, the camping crew. That's ko-fi.com forward slash the camping crew. And thanks to everyone who's bought us a coffee so far this week. There's been people dipping in and buying us coffees, Chris. That's right. Mick Percival uh, bought us a coffee this week and he left a message. He said, welcome, lads. Keep up the good work from the members and admins of the Motorhome Friendly Locations Ireland group on Facebook. So thanks to you guys for the support. Um, uh, We we appreciate uh, everything you do. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, For those of you who are regular listeners to the podcasts, uh, when we upload a podcast and a Charlie and Me video, we go on to quite a lot of Facebook book groups and we thank them for their support because it lets you guys know and that's how we're finding subscribers now we always start off with a bit of news and what a weekend we had at the meetup in tree grove chris that's right there's only one news story really isn't it yeah <laughs> uh, yeah we met some lovely people lovely families uh, uh and couples up in tree grove over the weekend it's fantastic uh, weather weather as well Aaron. Oh, wasn't it absolutely brilliant? Compared to today, two days later, three days later, the weather was brilliant from Friday right through until Sunday evening. Dan and Treegrove was an absolute gent and everybody had nothing but good words to say about him. He was a brilliant host and we'd look forward to actually heading down that way again. Uh, Please God for next year during the summer, even just to stay over and do a bit of camping. If you've never stayed at Treegrove in Kilkenny, you've got to go and check it out and Everybody had praise for the site and the facilities and the location of Tree Grove in Kilkenny. Yeah, and in terms of the the number of people that turned up, we had, I think, 31 or 32 uh, campers and caravans and trailer tents and self-bills. Uh, a wide variety of, um, of listeners and viewers uh, turned up. And, you know, the site is big enough that we were well able to space out. So there's plenty of distance uh, among us all. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. We kept to the COVID social distancing that's been implemented by the campsites and we added a little bit of extra ourselves when we had a bit of a raffle and a bit of entertainment on the, it wasn't entertainment, a bit of fun on yeah. the Saturday evening. We were in the paddock and it was 10 metres between everybody. Photographs are up. We've tweeted them. We've put them up on the Charlie and Me uh, YouTube channel. If you just go into our community tab, you'll see photographs of the event over the weekend. Um, yeah, there was 32 units. Uh, we worked out at 76 people, including children and about six dogs and one cat now a cat did go missing over the weekend am i right yeah so helen and jimmy sent us a a meeting uh uh, sorry a follow-up email they we met them at the meeting over the weekend they said hi aaron and chris great to meet up thanks so much for organizing it and she said can you please let the people know that mishka the missing cat is back Thanks to all who helped in the search. In the end, she decided to come back when she was ready. Great to have met you, and we're happy we have our stickers. Thanks and kind regards, Helen and Jimmy. So thanks for the, the update on that, guys. Uh, it was good to know that the cat came back. Yeah, I was a bit worried on Sunday because we hadn't heard much about the cat that went missing on uh, the Saturday morning, I think it was. Right, so what we did was we went around with the camera. So the videos on Monday, we had a video up on Monday at 7 p.m., Tuesday at 7 p.m., and another one goes up tonight, the final video. We broke it into a three-part. And I interviewed people that were in motorhomes, 
in self-builds and including Jacqueline and Joe who were in a trailer tent. Now, we knew they were going to be coming because they'd been in touch with you, hadn't they? Yeah, they'd sent on messages. I did uh, quite a, a few to say they were coming along, but um, you're going to give us a, a couple of sound grabs from the weekend, aren't are you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I say, all the interviews are up, the full interviews, but we've just taken a little bit, a few snippets, because a lot of people don't know much about trailer tents. They just know, basically, that it's a pop-up tent on a trailer. So I started off by asking the guys, what's the layout? What have you got in your trailer tent that we have in our motorhome? And this is what Joe had to say. From the door ending, we have we have a double bed on the left and a double bed on the right. Oh, so she's a four berth. So yeah. it's four berth, yeah. And then you have two couches in as well. That'll fit four, so you can seat four to the table. And up in the front end, we have a double grill, a sink, and a fridge underneath with presses and storage either side of it as well. And when you say, right, let's get to the fridge, is it like our camper fridge? Is it a gas fridge that gas, runs on a bottle yeah, of propane? It's a fridge, yeah. You can either have gas, electric. Yeah, so it's uh, the same as a, as a caravan, yeah, a camper yeah. van. And what about the, the water facilities? Is it a, a born tank or like the caravan wheelie tanks for fresh water? Wheelie tank then. So fill up on site and then plug in. And once we've electric then, we just turn the tap the same as normal. We have power on the tap. Right. So speaking, what have you got then light-wise? We've one, there's one light. Just an interior light? Interior light, Is yeah. it 12 volt or just electric? That's on electric as well. I'd say, yeah, I probably could go with a 12 volt. We actually don't have it set up for a, for a 12 volt battery. So that's what I'm saying. So you can only go camping where you can plug in. Yeah. Like I know you wouldn't days, wild yeah. camp in a motorhome or in, in the trailer tent because of its size and it's easier in the motorhome. So when you come here to Tree Grove, can you operate without plugging in? We could if we, if we had, a, we actually don't have a battery for it. So we didn't, we didn't bother getting a battery. And then of course, Tony is a very, very um, active. In fact, I think we've got a little piece uh, that Tony has sent us in for this week's show. I was chatting to Tony and Trish as well. They've got a brand new motorhome. They've been camping for about 25 years and they started off in a tent and worked their way from tents to caravans, from caravans to motorhomes. And I think this is their second or third motorhome. But I did ask them, how does somebody who's been camping so long in a caravan make the change over to a motorhome? And here's what Tony had to say. Packing up the caravan one holiday in Sligo one year, um, summer holiday in the rain, in a storm, and uh, I was winding up the chocks and hitching up the caravan. The girls were in the car. I was getting wet, and the fellow next to us was in his motorhome. He just literally unplugged his electrics, and off he went. And I got in the car, drowned, and I said, Trish, we're getting a motorhome. My next question was, how did you progress from caravan to motorhome? And and was that the main reason where you were saying, look at him, he's gone already, and I'm... It was the main reason. It was a Um, good selling point. Yeah, it was a good selling point. Um, So we kind of, again, the the seed was sown to look for one, and uh, we found one privately, I'd say, a couple of months. So as the weather held out, Chris, of course, uh, Stuart, Lee and Connor were there as well. Very, very active. The guys you hopped on those bikes because it was very hard yeah. to get an interview with them because they were <laughs> off cycling all the time. Yeah, it's a fine big site as well um, to allow them that, that bit of extra space for uh, burning off some of that energy. And the, the guys had lots of it. Anyway, I had a chat. I've got two grabs from Stuart, Lee and Connor. I had a chat with them and I was talking about gadgets. I asked a few of the people. In fact, I asked everybody, what's their favorite campsite and what's their favorite gadget? And you like this one because the gadget that Stuart likes 
he got from us on a previous podcast and here's what he had to say i got a flow meter for the for the water so i'm filling up on the filling the tank up okay just so like coming away for a couple of days you don't want to fill the entire tank up so got a got a flow meter so it hooks up to the to the hose so, so it goes from hose and then from it to the tank yeah yeah so you know exactly what you put in so i just oh, threw brilliant. i knew then i just threw 20 liters into the rather into the than tank. putting in the 70 or 80 liters or, or not known or, yeah or not known, it's not known normally sorry. what i'm doing that i run the hose i lift the seat i Absolutely. stick my finger in yeah. so you don't have to do that anymore you no. know you've a 90 liter tank yeah and yeah. you know 60 liters is enough or 20 liters is enough exactly yeah yeah okay. costly apparatus or oh it's only oh, it's 10 10 euro or something like that yeah it wasn't wasn't much at all it was from I pretend it was my, my uh, find, but it was actually from the, uh, the podcast. And then after that, I said, okay, guys, you've got to tell me you've only been camping two years. I'd love to know what your favourite, where your favourite campsite is in Ireland. And here's what they had to say. I think, uh, I think our favourite is probably Kilmore Quay. Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, we love going down there. Oh, what is is it from the town or is that Alice's campsite? Yes, yeah. So is it from the campsite to the surround? Are you big into the water sports? Yeah, we love the fishing we love, or yeah. the, Well, we yeah. love the we love the water sports. Although we made the mistake of telling Alice we went fishing and didn't catch a fish, and she hasn't let us live it down since. Uh, so that was Stuart Lee and Connor guys. Thanks for your support, and thank you as well to Tony and Trish and to Jacqueline and Joe. We'll take a break from them, Chris, and we'll move on with the show, and we'll come back. And I think we've got three more, two more that we can have a chat. Yeah, I spoke to Gavin and Elaine and Charles Coughlin was there as well. And I'll give you those grabs in a couple of minutes. So we'll move on with the uh, follow ups and shout outs. Yeah, we got a request recently from Eugene O uh, for stickers. Uh, Eugene said, I really enjoyed the podcast. Could you send me out stickers for the 07 Motorhome Heimer, uh, Heimer Motorhome even? And he said, keep up the good work. Also, um, Peter Cody was in touch on Twitter asking if we had any ideas of where to look for good camping sites in Brittany for tenting. He wants to plan uh, a holiday for next year. He's trying to plan a holiday kind of based around the Tour de France. So he's looking in the Brittany area. Specifically, he was looking in and around Brest. So it must be uh, one of the legs of the Tour de France going in around that area. Now, uh, I had suggested him to stay in Camping Haliotis in Pontersom, which is close to Mont Saint-Michel. But that's quite a big distance from Brest. And I know Mark Kiley had suggested a, a great campsite on Utah Beach, which is campingutahbeach.com. Um, but we want to put a shout out to the listeners. If anybody can recommend a campsite for Peter near Brest in Brittany, um, it would be great to pass that on to uh Peter and to the rest of the listeners. One thing I was going to suggest to Peter maybe is sign up for a French Passion and have a look uh, at maybe some of those sites because they're dotted all over France. Now, I don't know what's going to be like during the Tour de France time. I'd imagine all campsites are going to be busy, particularly if the the tour is in that particular area. But that's probably one suggestion uh, for Peter. But we'd love to hear your suggestions. I'm familiar with the, the runnings of the French Passion, but do they allow tents or is that just for motorhomes? That's a, a, a good question. I'm, I'm not I, sure. I, I think that's just for motorhomes. But look, we could be stand corrected on that again. If some of you have used the, the Passions over the years, maybe you could let us know because I do know that Peter is going to be tenting. So again, tenting, yes. any other places uh, in the area that he's looking to stay, please do get in touch and we'll give you all of the contact details at the end of the show. 
Yeah, and in particular, uh, as, as Aaron said correctly, uh, we're looking for somewhere that's going to be suitable for tenting. And maybe there's a site that gives you mo- lots of choices you want to recommend as well, uh, a website, or if you know of a particular campsite, um, we'd love to hear about it as well. We'll, we'll put a bit of a list together and we'll tweet it out and we'll share it on Xtreme Podcast as well. So um, uh, as we'll give you the connect the, the contact details even at the end of the podcast um, where you can share your suggestions to us. Okay, before we go on to products, we'll do a, a review from the campsite, from campsitereview.com, and then I'll give you two more grabs from the weekend that was the Charlie and Me and the Camping Crew podcast meetup. So campsitereview.com is our sister website. There's a free forum. It always will be free. Just register. You don't even have to partake. You can just register and read all of the reviews of campsites and indeed just some reviews of items that are up there as well. And people also ask for help with recommendations like Peter did there with campsites. You can join it for free and it always will be. Turer has been writing over the course of the summer holidays and he wrote the following review on campsitereview.com about Blaney Caravan Park in Northern Ireland. Now, there is a video review up of Blaney on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Charlie Amir Camping Vlog. But Turer goes on to say, visited Blaney Caravan Park last weekend. It's small but spotlessly clean and a tidy site. Check-in is a simple process for their COVID measures consist of only one person in the office at a time. The toilets and shower block were closed along with all other facilities except the chemical toilet disposal. The site is along a main road but it's extremely quiet. I would no issues with having a good sound night's sleep. Pitches are fully serviced and some of them have borders of small trees on three sides. Very continental looking. Extremely convenient for visiting South Donegal, Enniskillen, with plenty of attractions nearby. While there isn't much to do on site itself, it is a great base for exploring for Manor, Donegal, and will happily uh, be joining them and going back there again. As I say, there is a video review up there. We found it to be a beautiful site. We spent two nights up there, literally the weekend. It was St. Patrick's weekend and the closed uh, country came to a standstill on the Tuesday. But myself, Deirdre and Charlie were there for two nights over that weekend preceding the close down on Paddy's Day. Log on to campsitereview.com and Tourer's Report and many others are up there for you to read and comment on uh, if you agree or disagree but Blaney is a beautiful site they recently put in um, I think they're called shepherd huts but they, they would look like an old train carriage Chris I think a shepherd's hut is on wheels because they could have been moved for do for do and they've put two in and they are absolutely beautiful and I covered them in depth on the video if anybody wants to check out Blaney Caravan and Camping Park uh, it's in Fermanagh in Northern Ireland you mentioned uh, Charlie and yourself, Duran, so maybe you might tell us where the video on Charlie Me is going to be this week, this Friday. Oh, yes. This Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're doing the videos from the weekend just gone. But our normal Friday video, 9 a.m., is Clifton Eco Park. It's Acton's. I believe Chris's name is Acton, so it's known as Acton's Clifton Eco Park in uh, Galway or just Clifton Eco Park. They're in the green book, the Discover Ireland book. And that video goes live at nine o'clock Irish time in the morning this coming Friday. And it's a good review. In fact, I'm going to watch it myself. <laughs> I, uh, I hear a lot of people saying only good things about that particular site. Right, let's go back to the final two interviews that again are up on our YouTube channel from Monday and Tuesday from the meetup that we had in Kilkenny. Uh, we spoke to Gavin and Elaine. Now, Gavin and Elaine are good friends of mine. Well, Elaine is a good friend of mine, and I'm now classing Gavin as a good friend of mine as well. And they have a van, and they converted the van themselves into a camper van it was a crew cab van and they did all the work now it it, hap- it, it happens to help that gavin is a mechanic 
but it didn't need a lot of mechanical work, but at least he can keep it serviced because it's over 200,000 kilometers on the clock. But they did a great, an absolute brilliant conversion, and we do show bits of it on the video from last night. But I did ask, and it must, it, I think this is a hard question, especially when you've converted the van yourself, but I did ask, what is your favorite part of the van? And this is what they had to say. I think the projector. Yeah, we, what we do is we divide the cabin or the driving cabin from the, the back space by a blind. So we yes. put down the blind. And that's your screen. That's our screen and we have a portable. Now when you say projector, does this connect like to Netflix or whatever or yeah, USB movies that you've downloaded? Or? Yeah. You can stream and it can also play directly off a USB key. If you have something downloaded onto or it. Or a HDMI cable input. Oh yeah, that would so, be for the, the, the likes. So you've, you've obviously Wi-Fi. Yeah, we, have we have Wi-Fi in the van, hotspot yeah. in the van, yeah, that we can connect to. Whether it, it doesn't have to be connected to the Wi-Fi here, it's your own hotspot, no, it's our own. like yeah. our own. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so brilliant. that's our, our van is our home away from home. Yes. And with the projector then, it's, it's truly a yes, home away yeah, from home. Yeah. yeah, that's something I think I'd like if I did a conversion, not to have a TV, but to have a big screen like that. And that unit that they use as the projector, Chris, they can actually bring out and throw a sheet over the back of the van and watch telly or a movie outside as well. Yeah, I've seen that while I was, uh, met them in Ardmore during the summer and they showed me uh, that particular device. I had a look at it now. It's, it's pretty nifty. They're a little bit on the expensive size because I did a bit of research and they do yeah. run from 250 to 350 quid. But I think like with Gavin and Elaine, if you're going to use it quite a lot, practically every time they go out, I suppose that's a worthwhile investment. Definitely, yeah. If you you want to be buying quality, if you're going to use something over and over again. Right. The last grab I have is our friend Charles Coughlin. Charles has been missing from home for about four years. I think he's been on the road at least a piece <laughs> like that. We've been following him on different Facebook groups. We've met him numerous times in Dick's. In fact, it seems like he, he was taking chairs in Dick's field. The grass was growing up around his feet, never mind around his van. Charles does a lot of wild camping, so I was very interested to find out, as I've asked them all about their favourite campsites. But wild camping, to me, Ardmore is not wild camping because, you know, there's quite a lot of us there. To me, wild camping is pulling up into a harbour, maybe pulling up into a secluded lane or a, a wooded area. So I did say to Charles, tell me your favourite wild camping spot in Ireland. And here's what he had to say. Um, Slayhead in outside Dingle. And is that wild camping? That would be wild camping, absolutely. And is, it, is it a pier or is it a wood? Is it just a, an Aldi car park? What's why, why um, there? Cumminole Beach maybe, or okay. overlooking Cumminole or Wine Strand. There's okay. a very small place down there where you can get two campers in there. Okay. And okay. it's just within walking distance of the village of Ballyferter itself. So again, thanks to Charles, thanks to Elaine and to Gavin and to Stuart, Lee and Connor and Tony and Trish and Jacqueline and Joe for letting me use those grabs. And the videos are up on our Charlie and Me vlog on YouTube. And thank you to everybody that came and made it a success. In fact, I've one more grab, Chris, one little short grab. And it's it's somewhere where you took you took me by surprise. Just take a quick listen to this. And when I said to you and what you said to me, have a listen to this. Somebody said to me last night and this morning, see you next year. What do you think? That could be next month, Darren, judging by how he got on. <laughs> so, most people wanted it next year, but you reckon we should do it every month? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, on the video. Uh, it's a bit of a look, joke. My yeah, look is priceless. Yeah. When you said that to me, I went, tell me he's not serious. 
Uh, no, I think kind of annual or biannual, I suppose, depends on what restrictions are in place and the interest and that we don't want to outstay our welcome anywhere either, Aaron, you know? No, that's true. But I have to be honest, Chris, from the reception that we got and practically of, of the 32 units, 26 of them said same time next year, same time, same place next year. And you were yeah. the only one who said, why wait till next year? Let's do it next <laughs> month. So I think, you know, let's get this year out of the way. Let's see how summer 2021 looks and maybe it is something as somebody actually said last night and you would have seen it yourself i think it was greg in the uk said this is how festivals begin and you know he's not wrong i mean van tastival started with 10 or 12 volkswagen vans and now it's the biggest i think the biggest camper festival in ireland yeah, let's see how things can snowball. We'll uh, we'll take one step at a time, Aaron, and see where we end up. Um, as I said, look, we would have loved to have a a, a proper meet up in terms of, uh, you know, us and, sitting around, and, yeah, gu- guitars, yeah. And just chatting and conversations as one big group. But obviously, um, we weren't able to do that on, on this occasion. But look, we'll take small steps and we'll build upon that, and um, you know, uh, and take it from there really. But again, a big thank you. We mean it sincerely on behalf of myself, Charlie and Chris. Thank you to all of you that did make the effort to come out and see us. We know a lot of people or some people couldn't make it because of the restrictions. Dublin being closed down, Donegal being closed down. Some people even forgot about it and said, oh, my God, I thought that was next weekend. But for those of you who did make the effort, a sincere thank you from both of us. Right. Let's go to products. This is a busy slot today. In fact, you're going to be busy for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> um, Tony sent us in a, a book recommendation. Uh, the book is called Take the Slow Road uh, by Martin Dory, but I'll read Tony's email. He said, hi, guys. It was a terrific weekend at Treegrove. So thanks again. He said everything was just perfect. And all those prayers and words paid off with the lovely, bright, sunny days and crisp, clear, clear nights. Fair play. We'll take the credit now for uh, for the meetup, but not the weather. <laughs> he says, um, my purchase via Amazon arrived on Monday and I haven't put it down. He said, very inspirational travel writing and plenty of tips and ideas for pan-Ireland road trips. Um, and again, that book is called Take the Slow Road, Ireland, and it's written by Martin Dory. Um, so Tony finished then. He says, as I said at the weekend, um, your podcast and vlogs have really helped keep me going this year. So thanks and please keep them coming. Keep safe and, uh, and see you soon, Tony and Trish. So if you want to get hold of uh, Martin's books, you can get it, as Tony said, on Amazon. You can also look at Martin's site. It's martindory.com. That's D-O-R-E-Y. And you'll get, um, you will get, uh, uh, I think you can buy signed copies there if you want to as well. I did actually put out a, a message to Martin on Instagram. I'd love to do an interview with him about the book and but just uh, his camping and campaigning in general as well so look hopefully um martin will get back in touch and we can have that chat on a future podcast brilliant brilliant but it is a book worth uh, looking at so maybe we'll we'll uh, invest in it ourselves now you were talking to adrian over the weekend who made a trip down to the meeting kilkenny and he had two little things to tell you about yeah that, we're kind of chatting about different products and gadgets on Sunday morning um, before we all headed off and he put me on to these kind of I could describe myself as Vango awning extras. So the first one was a Vango Airbeam Sky Canopy um, for a caravan or motorhome. Now you can actually buy a pole version of this as well um, <clears throat> so the description of this is a, it's a perfect sun canopy with a cater length of 3.5 metres suitable for caravans camper vans or motorhomes. Great for any campsite as a space escape from the sun and 
a relax in the shade or creating a covered entry from the rain. Simply inflate your air bean, sky canopy, in minutes um, with the single beam, attach the optional side walls for privacy and shade um, using the Van Gogh's attachment system. He said it's like an, a, a light weight canopy for easy and fast erection. Um, so this is, if you think of the Fiamma wind-out awnings, mm-hmm. This is kind of like a, an inflatable version of that. Probably a, a much cheaper version is that. I think it's it's probably around 150, 160 uh, euros for this. And basically, if you've got a KDAR strip on your van, it slides in across the top of that and you just pump it up. And it's just like a, a an overhead awning. Now, as you said, you can't get side walls. There is a, a, another product as well, which Adrian mentioned. He call, it, This is product is called the Vango Hex Sun Canopy. And this is a kind of this canopy allows you to expand your living space further into the outdoors. It's simple and hassle-free to pitch. The canopy is made to measure, and it clips onto the Vango hex awnings, or other potential um, awnings as well. So these are the polar or the um, the air awnings, and you clip it down using a guy line. Basically, if you think of the some of the, the awnings, you can extend out the front of it with like a, an overhead canopy, so extra shade, and um, uh, I suppose if there was raining, a bit of rain cover when you're coming in and out of your awning so you're not dragging in wet boots and things like that. Yeah, I took a look at the website of the first one that you mentioned, the Airbeam Sky Canopy for caravans and motorhomes of 3.5 metres. And I have to be honest, it is very, very nice. It's a very simple and nice addition. And I'm assuming it packs away into literally a shopping bag. Yeah, if somebody doesn't want to spend like five or six hundred euros on a Fiamma wind-out awning, this is a, a very simple alternative. And I think it, it'll slide onto my, my awning as well, won't it? With that, that what do they call that? Is it the hex? With I the Kadar strip. Yeah, the you, can ex- strip. you can extend that out as well, yeah. Yeah, so I could actually wind out my awning a piece and then add this to it if I wanted to. Is that is that what that strip will allow me to do? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, well, they look good. And thanks to uh, Adrian for suggesting he did have um, we, we didn't actually need to use it for the for the meetup in the paddock. But he was saying that he did have something, a freestanding kind of um, canopy awning that you could just put one pole in the middle and then you tie it out on four corners. And they look real retro, but we didn't actually need to to use it on the night. But he did offer it to us. So thank you for that. Yep. Now, have you more? No, no, that's it. Now, I think we move over now, Aaron, to things to do while camping. If you and don't want to just sit there and wave at if, people. Yeah, if you don't want to do an iron on it and sit there. <laughs> so this is something we did ourselves with the kids on Saturday morning uh, over the weekend. Um, this is uh, this event is called Orienteering. So I'm sure uh, a lot of the listeners uh, are familiar with orienteering and some may not be. But basically, the the, the official definition of orienteering is a competitive or non-competitive sport that combines running with navigation. It's usually a timed race in which individual participants use a specially created highly detailed map to select routes and navigate through uh, diverse terrain to find different control points in a particular sequence. So there's about 21 different Irish orienteering clubs uh, across the country and most uh, orienteering events take place close to different camping sites in different counties. For example, I, I know the, the Waterford Orienteering Club are very active in, in around County Waterford and quite often run events in and around um, the, the sand dunes in Tremor. That's one example. And um, we were up in Kilkenny. In Kilkenny Castle, they're actually permanent uh, uh, orienteering um, control set up and 
if you go to the um, orienteering.ie, you can actually download maps to fill out. That's what we did. So we did what's called DIY orienteering. So it wasn't the race. We just printed out the maps and we followed the maps then to get to each of the different controls and they give you a code that you have to write in on your maps to complete the event and you're supposed to do it in sequence. So we had spent about, uh, I suppose, about an hour and a half roaming around Kilkenny Castle and the grounds there um, getting these controls. And what it's really great for is it, it, it gets you out to places you wouldn't normally go to. Yeah, and in these yeah. places, it gets you out into the far flung sections of those areas that you, you might necessarily see and you 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 just get to see a lot more by doing it. Yeah, I know. Isn't that we would have done that in the scouts, wouldn't we, with a compass and a and a, a yeah. map of the area and and off you. That's the last time I would have done that was in the scouts, and that would have been what forty years ago, even forty five <laughs> years ago. Yeah, so a lot more advanced orienteering races, the hard races, you would be navigating using compasses, and you can do it up over mountains as well. So, but um, the beauty of orienteering, every time there's a, a, an organised event through the the official clubs, they normally have like an easy course, a medium course, and a hard course. Mm -hmm. So something to suit all levels. You know, they often let you come and, and try it for free without joining the clubs. And, you know, you can go and and take part you can go as fast or as slow as you want it's entirely up to yourself and um, we, we've done it with the kids quite a lot now and it's great just to to get out and, and see the more kind of unusual areas something to try out anyway that's orienteering.ie and i see from the website that they occasionally organize um, park orienteering mountain bike orienteering and wheelchair accessible trials as well trails as well yeah it's very very inclusive sport brilliant Brilliant. Okay, so that's another one. I'm looking forward to next week's things to do while camping. If you don't want to just sit there and wait for somebody. <laughs> now, camping life. We we this question came to us a couple of weeks ago, but we can only squeeze it in now. Yeah. So I noticed on a a, a lot of Facebook groups that people were struggling to get um to get to hire a motorhome when they're over seventy. Um. So I just want to put an, an appeal out to some of the listeners. You know, are they aware of any hiring companies that would hire to people that are over 70 years of age? I know you've done a bit of research, Aaron. I did a bit of research. I rang Lazy Days in Wicklow that hire out fans and I asked, do you hire to over 70s? And the lady there said, we'd love to hire to over 70s. But unfortunately, and she said, you're going to find this in Ireland, that the insurance company that cover motorhomes, which generally is AXA, do not allow it. And I went, oh, right. OK. I then rang Wild Atlantic Campers in Galway and they have hired to over 70s. And I said, but the insurance company don't let them. And he says, well, our insurance company do allow us to hire to over 70s subject to meeting some insurance criteria. So I went on to say, well, what criteria is that? You must have a clean license, no accidents in the last five years and no penalty points. And I said, is there a medical or anything for anybody? He said, no, you must have a clean license. No accidents in the last five years and no penalty points. A clean, full license, by the way. And he says, we've no problem hiring a van out. However, he said, we're booked up until the end of October. <laughs> and finally, I got in touch with Mac Rent, which is part of the Cara Motorhome Group. And we've great, um, we've great uh, camaraderie with Aoife there. I didn't get to speak to Aoife, but I spoke to one of the girls in Mac Rent in Limerick. And they will hire up to 75 after that, she said, it becomes a problem. They have a depot in Limerick, Dublin and the UK. And I think why they can do 75 
is because they're possibly insured through a UK company. Because the first lady I got onto in Lazy Days said, you may get a company in Ireland, and she didn't want to name them because they were opposition, that will cover you up to 75. Now, I had rang MacRent first, so I knew this already. And she said, but I think that's because they're covered in the UK. So, right. Wild Atlantic Campus Galway, yes, full license, no accidents in the last five years and penalty points. Mac Rent and Limerick will, yes, no problem, up to 75 with the criteria of the full license and what have you. But Lazy Days reckons that most of the companies in Ireland can't due to accident restrictions. If you know different, perhaps your parents or yourself as listeners have hired a motorhome or camper van, please do let us know when we give you the contact details at the end of the show so we can let people know if they can or can't. So that's it, Aaron. That's a, another podcast in the bag, as they say. Yes, episode 79 after the weekend that was. Again, thank you very much. Can we remind you, if you want a sticker for your motorhome, your campervan, your caravan, or just your car or to stick in the window of your house, all we need is your address, including your codes, your air code or your postal code. We give you all the details of how you can get in touch with us. The stickers are free and we will get them out to you in the post. And a reminder as well, if you'd like to buy some product, all you've got to do is log on to thecampingcrew.ie. Some winter hoodies will be added over the next week or so. So product is going to change to get ready for the winter. If you want to get in touch with us, here are all the ways to get in touch with us. Yes, you can email us. We're campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at the camping crew. Instagram, we're at the camping crew podcast. On Facebook, you'll find us in all the good motorhome, caravan and camping groups. So if you want to reach out to any of us there, um, you'll find myself and Aaron would post regularly when we release a, a new podcast. You'll also uh, find us on motorhome crack dot com forum which is excellent resource and um, occasionally on boards.ie as well yeah we love to hear from you we love to get your messages about your ideas campsite suggestions reviews products news items or anything you'd like us to look into or discuss on the podcast and of course as we mentioned earlier on campsitereview.com is our sister website you can join it it's for free the forum will always be free and then we have charlie and me our camping vlog on youtube youtube.com forward slash charlie and me our camping vlog and every friday this friday's video at 9 a.m goes up and they're there forever it's from uh, clifton eco beach park in galway in here in ireland and can i remind you then from listening to this tonight monday tuesday and wednesday of this week we put up some videos of the weekend that was when we had the Charlie and me camping crew meet. Tonight's video, by the way, Chris, is all the photo work, all the camera work is by your daughter. Oh, very good. She'd be delighted to hear that. Uh, I'll let her know. Um, so look, guys, we hope that you liked the podcast. If you did, can we ask you to um, to leave us a good re- review on Apple Podcasts if you're using Apple Podcasts or if you're on Spotify or Google Podcasts. Maybe you might take a screenshot uh, um, of the app and share it out for us as well. We'd love to, to grow out the podcast and get more people to um to, to listen to us as well and share all the, the topics that you've given us so um look don't forget to tell all your camping friends about us that is it from me stay safe if you're still camping and we will talk to you again same place same time next week take care bye-bye well that's it for another podcast from the camping crew thanks for listening and do join us again very soon safe camping mm-hmm.